Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Funbox Hello. Monster Podcast. I'm Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And we're going to be talking about Bud, the Chud. Ah. Chud 2. I'm happy with my pick this week. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> this is this movie has made me feel things. Um, it's made me re-examine my life. Uh, it really makes you look inside yourself. It really, it really did. Question, uh, what is humanity? I mean, I... Okay, so I have a history with this movie. None, it, I also have a history with this movie, and it's called Loving It. <laughs> <laughs> I have a history with this movie, and it's called Hating It and Loving It. Um, when I first saw it, I was so angry. Like, I was really excited that there was a sequel you, to Chud. Were you excited for a legit Chud sequel? I was like, sequel. holy okay. fuck, there's a, you know, it's, it's 1989, yep. and there's a sequel to Chud coming out. Holy crap! <laughs> I love Chud. This is going to be great. And then it's just like one white-faced zombie who doesn't even have actual makeup. He's just like in theater makeup walking around with teeth. And I was like, okay, I'm legitimately (laughs) angry at the producers of this movie. Um, And later on, I forgot about it. Okay. Revisited it and hated it again. (laughs) Then (laughs) I basically looked... I bought some sort of like UK release of a DVD because yep. it was the only way to watch it. Um, and I was so excited to you watch it to again. You totally out of your way to get something you hated I, twice. Well, that's the thing is that I was like, I'm, I'm missing something. Uh-huh. I love Chud. I'm going to give this one another chance. <laughs> it's a comedy zombie movie in the vein of Return of the Living Dead. I'm going to be yep. into this. Um, and then this time around, I was like, oh, God damn it. This fucking movie. <laughs> This fucking movie. And Michelle was like, so you recommended, you were like, hey, we should do this. Yeah, I was looking at my shelves and I just saw Chud 2. So I sent Tristan a message saying like, hey, we should do this movie. And he just instantly writes back, fuck. (laughs) One one, one text, that's it. One word, fuck. (laughs) Followed by, sure. (laughs) My wife literally recommended the movie the night before Matt texted me. Like, she was like, hey. Uh, Bud the Chud is on uh, is on Amazon. You should we should watch this. Or you, you should do this for the podcast. And I was like, oh god, this fucking movie. And and then a, a bunch of people were talking about how they liked it, and a bunch of people who you mentioned it on on Instagram, yep. and and a bunch of people had positive feelings about this movie. And I was like, damn it, I'm gonna watch this and I'm gonna give it a fucking shot. I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going to watch it with an open heart is, is what you said is what I said. And I did. I really like I, I threw away all of my preconceived notions of wanting a Chud sequel and just watched it on its own virtues. And I will admit I actually liked it this time. Oh. There were there was a lot about it that I really enjoyed. That warms my ripped out Garrett Graham heart. <laughs> <laughs> but man, it's it, still there's a lot of terrible in this movie. I mean. But the terrible that's in this movie is fun terrible. And it's there's a lot of unbelievably weird choices. I don't know if Nick at Night had just, like, come on the scene at this point or what. But, like, this was, like, boneyard levels of, like, digging up 60s sitcom actors and yeah. having them just, like, saying, you know what? Here's three blank pages from the script. Improv. Yeah. <laughs> just do whatever you want. Okay, you're a coroner. And here's a postman improv for five minutes. Yeah. And, and so, hey, sure. Hey, June Lockhart, want to get eaten by some chud kids? 
I got nothing better to do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> do you want to pretend you're married to Norman Fell yeah. and get eaten by children? That's nuts. The fact Yeah. That Why are they even? June Lockhart, especially. I was like, oh, man, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And uh, there's still the. Fucking I've... Bianca Jagger picks them up at the end. Who is this yeah. guy that he knows all these weird people mm-hmm. and can put them in a chud sequel? Who is Bianca Jagger? Mick Jagger's wife. Driving the truck? At the yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so weird. Uh, Robert England. Robert say, England just, as just walking as, his kids as possibly Freddy. He's he's given that like weird looking sneer, like kind of that he does. Like I don't he's know. like, hey, is, somebody's filming me. I hope they give me credit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How is he there, or why? Again, probably just knew somebody. Very odd pick. Yeah, there's there's so much weird about this, and there's so much to like about it. And as much as as much as I do hate a lot of parts in it. I I still I I actually really got I got into the Return of the Living Dead vibe yeah. of the whole thing. For me, I just love I love these kind of USA up all night schlocky, right? Um, ridiculous comedies where things just don't make sense, <laughs> or they just like that would never happen. Yeah, it's happening here. But yeah, it's just so ridiculous. It is unapologetic, unapologetically ridiculous. That and, and I love those kind of movies. That's it's just, hard to not love something that mm-hmm. that will just put out. Insanity it's, and just not ever try to explain. Yeah, it. it's that strange kind of comedy that it's it it straddles the line between comedy and spoof comedy. There's just this weird gray area yeah. where it's just it's not spoof, it's not no literal comedy like Naked Gun, but it's nope. also at the same time doesn't play by earthbound no. rules of a normal comedy whatsoever. It's just stupid, sane rules or <laughs> it's, it's just like oh so oh we lost it we lost a corpse let's just break into a top secret research base and grab another one and then like never even bother to show how they snuck in or how they snuck out or anything it's just yep yeah, they did they did yeah <laughs> just yeah okay there's there's so much to unpack in those little parts so I'm so, I just unzipped my chud two suitcase unzipped your chud <laughs> uh, okay so let, let's just talk about it all right so. Uh, we're introduced to some random doctor wandering the hall with a needle on a pillow or on a tray. I mean, it strangely starts out boring, uh, like like a serious, not so boring, but like a serious. Flip. Yes. If you, because I think I actually remembered putting this on one night with Sarah, like years ago. She's like, oh, I was like, this is really funny, and I put it on, and just like she's watching the doctor walk through the hallway. She's like, this is too serious this is for something else. Like, I was like, it it is weird. The intro it's is very chud. Uh, the intro is yeah. very straightforward and serious, and we just follow. It's a tracking shot that goes on over the entire opening credits, just following this man walking with a needle. I mean, again, I'm trying to be positive, but it is just padding. I mean, it's yeah. just a, it's yeah. just a cheap way to to yep. fill scenery. You can just be like, well, we're gonna get to the thing that's about to happen, and it's but and we it, can fill three to five minutes of screen time with this guy legit, walking down the, the hall. only slow paced scene in the whole movie. I feel I don't feel as much else that's like this. Padding wise in the movie. No, you're right. Uh, I mean, I, I definitely found myself bored in the movie, just like in certain spaces. Yeah. But but it is it's edited tight. It's like a lot of the a lot of the stuff is actually kind of like it's it, it it's punchy. Yeah. It's punchy. The jokes don't necessarily land, but it's punchy. Um, and some of the really funny stuff is the stuff that I had one genuine laugh out loud moment in this movie and that was the the postman getting attacked oh yes that the, i was oh, like that, that okay was that was legitimately a very funny scene yeah. and really really well done um but anyway yeah we follow this doctor walking through a hallway on through a hallway through a hallway he gets on an elevator 
He gets out of the elevator, walks in the hallway. <laughs> yes. And then he meets a, a guard outside the door. And <laughs> the guard is is uh, reading a magazine about combat. About, yes. <laughs> and I love it. He just goes, man, I would kill to be in the field. <laughs> <laughs> and then the doc. So, again, here's an- like another first, weird-ass thing. First scene yeah. is a joke set up and a payoff that is not a joke punchline. So he says... Uh, I killed to be out in the out in the field doing this, and then the doctor says, "You have the soul of a poet." <laughs> sure, I sure. mean, like, like there, I'm sure there was a punchline to that joke that could have worked, but like, this is one of the things in this movie that I like a lot. It has so much surreal dialogue. Everything almost, seems like a non sequitur, almost like a um, like a John Waters kind of thing, <laughs> like where people just say weird things, or it's 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 almost surreal. Yeah, I, it feels more forever evil where it's just like they're kind of making these like just bad jokes. Yeah, that don't make sense. If you want, I can pause this and we can stop the cat from knocking <laughs> oh, stuff down. You walked away. Oh, that's fine. All right. He's throwing me off my chud game. That's fair. So he goes into the room and uh, basically and then we, we cut away uh, to a meeting with yep. Robert Vaughn. <laughs> We forgot to mention that part. Oh, seriously, like that when that cast list came up, it was just like people who can't get work in the eighties. Yeah, and well, kudos for this director for throwing them a bone, and like no kudos to Robert Vaughn for not learning any of his fucking lines. Like <laughs> that guy was like pausing, like he just had every one of his lines was like perfect comedic timing nearly botched <laughs> nearly perfect. botched every one of his lines he was great in this there's a monster that is <laughs> fighting this guy he was not that bad at all <laughs> maybe not that bad but Robert he did, Vaughn was perfect he had weird pauses and uh, uh, <laughs> so we're introduced at this meeting and the Robert Vaughn's sitting there in full ass military gear he's like a cartoon uh, decorated general and the guy's like we are terminating the chud program and he just snaps a pencil <laughs> he's so mad yeah and uh, oh that is, is another great little throwaway goofball line this is one of those movies also like usa up all night and like trauma films yeah where people just say stuff in passing like walking oh. through scenes and it's just like goofy little oh. side joke quotes well, like that from no care from no name characters so they cancel the chud program and one of the guys just like yeah i was never on chemical i was never all about chemical warfare anyway yeah i'm more of a nuke guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a ton of that there's a ton of the like i think that was actually an on-screen line right yeah, but it was like, just two, two of the guys walking out of the room yeah. saying that. That's but what like, I mean. Just there's like also, just no-name characters on the scene in a crowd just say something goofy like that. There's also a ton of those, like, ADR throwaway, like, when a when a scene is slow, you know, they'll do that thing where it's like, some guy in the background saying something funny. Yeah. So it's like, car pulls in and two people make jokes that you've never seen before and you'll never see again. <laughs> uh, yeah, that happens a lot. But that was... That scene was fun. Yep. So they're told they're canceling the Chud Project. Oh, uh, the doctor from Nightmare on Elm Street 3 is in that room, too. Talking to Vaughn there. Oh, my God. That's who that was. Yeah. How did I not remember that? I was like, <laughs> she looks so familiar. Yep. That's her. And uh, so they look on a monitor there, and it turns out that uh, they, they were saying the last Chud's being terminated now. So that is what that man with the needle in the beginning was. He yes. was walking to the room with the needle to stop the last Chud. We see on a computer monitor he's being attacked by said chud, so this did not go well. And uh, 
<laughs> so they rush. They they organize their guns and run run off to save them. And they <laughs> I love the scene. So, so they're like, stand by, men. Here we go. And they open the door, and a fucking cat jumps out. <laughs> and just just a cat in a military top just, secret base. Just a cat scare in a military base <laughs> for no reason. No reason. <laughs> oh, God. And then out comes Garrett Graham. Yep. The fantastic Garrett Graham, who is one of my favorite actors. Yeah, he uh, is great. And I, I absolutely love him as well. I've loved him. My favorite role for him was he was in the skate video Animal Chin, the Powell Peralta video. Mm-hmm. He played uh, he played like a, a fake version of the the guy that runs uh, Santa Cruz skateboards. Okay, and he was just like like doing a little shtick about how dumb their board graphics were, and I thought it was really fun. Nice. And also, he probably did it for free, which I thought was pretty dope. He's in a ton of things. Uh, He's he, in so much stuff. Yeah, um, he wrote a couple great episodes too of uh, Twilight Zone, the '80s series. Of course, he was Stanley Putterman in uh, Terror Vision, which is a perfect movie. Oh, my God. That is a perfect, perfect movie. Perfect, just like Chug 2. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't see how you can compare Chud 2 and Terror Vision. I like Chud 2 now. I'm, I'm on the Chud 2 train, but I just don't Choo think... Chud! I just don't think... <laughs> I don't no, think Terror Vision is a far, far superior movie. Far, far it superior is perfect. movie. It really is. And Chud 2 is not perfect because the intro is just a little bore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All but right. yeah, so we're introduced to Bud <laughs> Bud the Chud, played by Garrett Graham. And Bud, Bud is the crux of this movie. Um, yes. This is what starts it off. Uh, so he attacks the... Uh, Military guys and all the MP, all the uh, all the military police have these cryo guns yeah. uh, on their backs. Ice cannons. Yeah, yeah, they're they're basically just like fire extinguishers that shoot nitrogen or something. Yep. So Bud gets frozen, um, and he gets secretly hauled away because he was supposed to be destroyed. But the general's like, "Let's bring him to the disease control center in this rinky-dink podunk town of Winterhaven not, that nobody's yeah. ever heard of." <laughs> And once the Chud program gets um, refunded, refunded yeah. we'll be all set. And the guy's like, "What if it doesn't get refunded?" Oh, blah, 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 blah. It, will. it will. Don't even. Don't even. Don't think even think it. that. Let's yeah. go. So they do. Uh, and then we uh, we we meet our other heroes, our three heroes of the of the movie. <laughs> yes. Um, Kevin, Katie, and Steve. Which I actually get those names confused a lot, except for the Katie one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so who's the cool dude? Is that Steve? Yes. Steve's- no. Kevin. Kevin's Wait. the cool guy. Hold on. Steve's parents watch in Alaska. Yo, Steve's the cool guy then. Steve is the cool guy. Okay, Steve's the, the guy that... The guy yeah. with the mullet. Yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. cool. Mullets are cool. He's the cool mullet guy. Yep. Well, I mean, basically, Kevin is portrayed as kind of a, a, a nerdy type, and Steve is like trying to instruct him about yep. life. He's like, hey, man, I could... You know, and Katie's a girl, and she—that is, I think that is pretty much her entire character description <laughs> yeah. was girl. Uh, so this is another one of those things where the movie doesn't just chooses not to make sense. Um, they have frogs; they're dissecting frogs, I guess. Some reason, um, Steve Steve gets called on. No, Steve is trying to. Steve is doing a presentation for his class, like he's trying to get his grade back up. Because he's failing, and so he has a special presentation to be like, look at the thing that I can do. This this amazing thing. And And Kevin Kevin even goes, I hate when he does this. What did that even mean? This guy electrocutes frogs, like, fucking constantly, (laughs) clearly. Like, that is, that's exactly what that means. But he's like, this frog is paralyzed from the waist down or something (laughs) like that. 
<laughs> and he's like, I'm going to prove the, the connection between electricity and life or something like that. Or she fills in that blank. Yeah. And I mean, in defense of this movie, I guess, if I were to make something up, this is definitely the classic Frankenstein moment where someone would... In a in a Frankenstein movie, show their prowess in science and be okay. like, "I have this thing where I've done this," and instead he just botches it and sets the and lab sets on the fire. whole frog tray on fire. <laughs> the frog gets away unharmed, which I thought was nice. Yes, the frog does get, and then he's like, "Oh shit! I'll take this acid and put this fire out." And they're like, "No!" And he makes a bigger fire. So then Kevin jumps in and starts helping pouring sand on the fire like a sensible <laughs> fucking kid. Um, and then they both get detention. Yes. <laughs> yes. Here's one of those things where it's just like, man, I can't believe you got us in trouble. It's just like, what did Kevin do at all? He oh. tried to extinguish the fire. Yeah. Yeah, don't do that. So <laughs> they get in trouble. and Their science got, teacher's a pyromaniac. And they got to, um, you know, or, organize frogs in a dark closet in the room. like in the return of the living dead yeah. uh like corpse storage unit basically and we should mention their teacher said that tomorrow we're actually going to dissect a real corpse that we <laughs> borrowed from lee funeral home <laughs> it wasn't that nice of the funeral home to just and the family of that man let him use a corpse <laughs> that they probably didn't inform yeah um and so yeah so they're in this thing that looks suspiciously like the storage place from return of the living dead which There's is first like- this or that Oh, uh, that. that. Oh, absolutely. Okay. This is 89. Yep. Yep. So, okay. uh, so literally there's like plastic bags that have like cadaver dogs and things on shelves and what they're I doing. I saw no half dogs. There were no half dogs. Sadly, <laughs> uh, they were, they were doing the thing. They were organizing frogs. Organizing frogs. That's what you do at detention. <laughs> I mean, uh, you pick them all up and you put them in a aquarium and you count them and. And then you drop one on the floor and you bump your head on a corpse. That's, yeah. So the frog starts getting away. One of the frogs that he's counting starts getting away. Organizing. (laughs) Yeah. He was alphabetizing the frogs and uh, and one of them escaped. He bonks his head on a cadaver that is on a gurney. The gurney, it does not have locks on the wheels. And it's also also not refrigerated or anything. Totally unrefrigerated. It is right next to the back door, which is not closed. It just has like those like meat curtain kind of things down the <laughs> side. He bonks it, and then it just sails literally down the highway. It flies out the loading dock, <laughs> <laughs> and just, they're like, "Oh shit, our body!" <laughs> and they just start chasing this uh, gurney flying down the street. And I and I feel like the the biggest leap of logic here is when they go in to be like, "We're gonna get in trouble for this." Yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. Just bumping your head into a corpse is not something to get in trouble for. Whoever left the door unlocked, left the corpse unrefrigerated, there's a hundred things here that were wrong before you got into the room. So geniuses as they are, they figure, (laughs) oh, we should not tell our teacher because we'll get in trouble. Let's just go steal another corpse. (laughs) This is a good idea. That'll keep you out of trouble. And, and... Knowing that there is a mortuary close enough by to just bring them a corpse, instead of going to said mortuary, <laughs> they choose the best place to find a corpse. The Center for Disease Control. <laughs> so, they go to the CDC. I don't know why they choose the... I, no, yeah, it makes no sense. Um, Again, it's this movie just being It's just weird. Being, being weird. And so... So Chud 2 plays by its own rules. <laughs> it really fucking does. 
so they they break into the heavily guarded. I mean, CBS. there is military police. And not only military police, they're like on a like walking past each other guard schedule. Like the two guards meet in the center and they have like a little conversation yep. and then walk in opposite directions. Like legitimate like Buckingham <laughs> Palace guard situation here. Um and they somehow get past these them. solid snakes find <laughs> find Bud the Chud from the beginning on us. Yeah. Or on, uh, yeah, he's in the, he's in like a Michael okay. Jackson yeah. Cairo unit. So either they don't know what CDC means, or they're just insane. Yeah, yeah. Because they go into a place that is the Center for Disease Control, and they find a corpse that is isolated in a glass <laughs> box, and it looks like it's kind of melty. Yeah, and they're like. That's the one we want. And I love it where he's like, and it looks skanky. It yeah, looks, when you're dead, you look skanky, Yeah, dude. when you're dead, you look skanky. <laughs> Let's grab it. And so then we just, like, cut from... Uh, also, Katie, Katie gave them the ride there. So we just cut to them pulling up to Steve, uh, Steve's house, uh, pulling the, the Bud the Chud out of the Jesus. back of the car. This is where this movie just like, yep, these kids just broke into a heavily guarded place, stole a uh, heavily locked up... A leaky corpse? Yeah, like it's like it dripped in the backseat. Oh my god, it's like dripping viscous gross fluid everywhere, and they're just like carrying it with their bare hands, and they're totally cool with it. We'll hide it in the basement. Yeah, there's, there's some definite Weekend at Bernie's stuff going on here, too. Came out the same year. It was in the air. Um... <laughs> So they take him to their house and they have like a little comedy of errors trying to get him into the basement. The dog's there. They can't get down to the basement because the dog's blocking the way. And Steve's parents are just watching. Here's where we're introduced to Steve's parents, (laughs) who I absolutely love. They all their dialogue is just very awkward, small talk uh, that sometimes just veers off into total bonkers territory. And they're just both transfixed on watching uh a documentary about Alaskan wildlife. Yep. <laughs> and the dad's just like, do you know what those are? He's like, oh, penguins? No. Seals. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Salmon. <laughs> and it's just delivered in such a great way that it yeah. cracks me up. I mean, again, he's he is, like all of these guys that do these little improv bits, he is a seasoned comedic actor. Oh, is he? Actor. I didn't know that. Okay. Oh, dude, that guy's been everywhere. Yep. Okay. I mean, like, there's, there's so many of those guys. I... God, he was from WKRP, I think. He's been in like a bunch of TV mm-hmm. shows, like a ton of TV shows. Okay. Um, so that guy, obviously, like one of the guys that knows what he's doing. So he's he has chops. Yep. I feel like these guys were given all of 10 minutes to do their lines, mm-hmm. though. I don't feel like they were given a lot of retakes. Well, I wonder if they did that. Like, all right, I'm here. You got me for 25 minutes. Roll camera. That's <laughs> I, I have a real feeling that they yeah. were like, you've got me for an hour. And mm-hmm. they just, they're like... Here, just spit out improv. Yep. Like, just do something funny. And so they're just, like, throwing improv lines, and they just cut the stuff that wasn't... But it's so weird, because even if it's it wasn't funny, but right. it is, in just the odd context that it, <laughs> it... Again, it's like a fever... It's like a weird, surreal... It's... I think I'm understanding now how, like, after watching it this last time... Yep. It's so unfunny that it's funny in places. Yeah. There are so many moments that are that are set up like 60s, really traditional, like lame borscht belt, kind of like middle of the road sitcom lines. And then they're just ended with something that makes no sense. Yeah. And it's like, I, you can't help but like be transfixed by some of these line reads. So Steve tries to get Bud the Chud upstairs. 
He, he tries he, to get downstairs, and then yeah. he has to try to get him upstairs because of the dog's there. So then he starts dragging him upstairs while the dog's still yapping. And not that I advocate kicking animals, <laughs> but holy shit, that was fucking hilarious. I'll admit, uh, I, I laughed at that one, too. And it's just, a, so, so the dog's barking at Steve the whole way up the stairs. And then we see it off camera. We just see Steve kick, and we just see the dog fly down the staircase. And it's it's just like one of those clear, like it's a stuffed animal. Stuffed animal, animal. So it's <laughs> It takes a, it takes a nice bank and it's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> so they stash Bud the Chud in the bathtub, and uh, in, so that's his, already filled. With his bubbles? mother had like started a bath. I think is what my guess is. I think we were supposed to assume that she was about to take a bath, and they okay. drop him in the bathtub, so it's already full of water. But that still doesn't make any sense because she was just saying downstairs that dinner's ready. Or, yeah. do, does Kevin want to stay for dinner? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. So either way, the bubble bath is filled. Bud the Chud falls into the bathtub. Uh, then Steve accidentally, what, knocks a hairdryer in it or something? So uh, Steve's using the the hairdryer to mask their conversation. Like, he turns it on uh, so that they won't be heard. Gotcha. And he's like, oh, freaking out. And then he drops the hairdryer, and he's just like, he's he completely doesn't care that the hairdryer dropped into the into the tub he's just watching it electrocute the corpse and he's like ah, eh, whatever and eventually like shuts off the thing <laughs> so bud ends up waking up once this happens and they have that classic everybody screaming i love that scene oh I my love, god i love garrett graham's bud screaming face it's perfect it wouldn't work if it was somebody you know what i mean that's one of those scenes where the right actor with the right face yeah, nails it. If if you had just some guy that wasn't that great looking doing that, it would be stupid. It's so Hanna Barbera. Oh yeah, it is like it is. It's a cartoon. It is absolutely a cartoon, yeah. and and it's, it's it's such a weird fucking choice. Like the choice to have no gore. This is yeah. <laughs> this is quite a quite a big quite a big step that they've taken. It's not surprising that this is the guy that wrote Honey I Shrunk, Shrunk the Kids. Yep, that doesn't shock me. Although he wrote this with a pen name. Yes, because he wanted to. I, he took an Alan Smithy on this for some yeah. reason. I wonder. I wonder why. I'd be so proud of this movie. <laughs> so proud. <laughs> um. So, what happens now? They leave him in the bath, uh, or they go out to. Oh yeah, yeah. Or they uh, bring him to the basement. So finally, so they revive somehow. him, and he just starts doing slapstick. Yeah. Like just like whoa, I'm slipping on water. I yeah. fall over. Like he falls on his ass. Like there's all this shit, and then then our cool guy Steve is like, it must be something having to do with the bubble bath. The ingredients it's some, in the bubble bath. We're we're the greatest geniuses of our time. Yeah. We some combination <laughs> of soap and electricity brings back the dead, uh, and and so now we have this. He's a chud. The first word is cannibalistic. I mean, and he shows no interest in eating either of them. He just woke up. He just woke up the last time he ate somebody. (laughs) That's why he's not hungry right now. Everything makes sense. Also, cannibals don't want dogs because that's not unless he's part dog. (laughs) Okay, so. All right. So. For some reason, he's afraid of the kids, and then like they like manhandle him down the stairs, and he's still like, I don't yeah, they're know. like, now bring him in the basement. It should be easier now that he's walking. It's just like okay, so they stash him in the basement, and they um, take off. They take off to go to Bossy Burgers, yeah, uh, to tell Kate that they brought they the brought the back. corpse back to life. Yeah. Oh Meanwhile, my God. Bud ends up leaving the basement. 
Yes. Uh, seeing the dog. And <laughs> and there's there's this, again, with these jokes that are just surreal and pointless. Bud goes over. They've fed the dog. He goes over and looks at the, looks at the dog food, goes, ew, <laughs> and doesn't want the dog food. Um, this repeats later. Like there's a, there's a bookend to this joke yep, later on with, with the, the cat, cat lady. Yep. Um, and it doesn't make any more sense when she does it, but, uh, but then he sees the dog and he says, meat. <laughs> <laughs> and then for some reason, again, in this, just like things keep happening and there's no reason and there's no plot point. There's no nothing. It's just like, he just does stuff. He goes upstairs and plays with the toilet for what seems like five minutes. Well, chasing the dog upstairs. Yeah, he finds a bathtub where he first originally started. And he flushes the toilet. Three times and makes it overflow. And And then plays in the water. Yeah. (laughs) He smiles. He loves that fucking toilet so much. And then he looks at himself in the mirror. And here's where I wonder if the movie was going to do... I wonder if there was ever a backstory to... Oof. We know his name is Bud Oliver. They call him Mr. Oliver in the beginning, referencing him. Yeah. So we have a full name. Uh, and there's certain scenes where I think, like, I almost felt like they were going to go for that reflection, like, flashback to what he Ooh. used to look like, then flashback to the, w- the mirror, what he looks like now, kind of like, what have I become kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, no. But they don't. They just no. kind of goof it up, and uh, he keeps chasing the damn dog. No, that is not that is not the kind of movie this is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> However, we have Not the of- kind where there's, like, backstory and plot and motivation. But eventually, uh, he goes from the bathroom. It's a different kind of movie. (laughs) He leaves the bathroom, and he goes into uh, Steve's room. And that's where he finds, um, and this is one part, this is a point off on the movie for me here. He he finds a picture of Steve, Kevin, and Katie, the three main characters. And he instantly falls in love with Katie and rips off Steve and Kevin's picture from that and puts it in his pocket. And now he's just in love with Katie. Like... Yeah. It seems like a stretch. Like that should I, have been a Dracula moment. It again, like a, been like, like a flashback, like, oh, this looks like my girlfriend yep. from back when I was alive or something. Absolutely. But we don't get any of that. We just get Nothing. like, oh, this girl hot, take picture. <laughs> yep. And then it's like, he's hooked on her for the rest of the movie, yeah. I guess. Even though he's no. never even seen her in real life. No motivations for no. anybody and anything that they do. <laughs> Nothing has any human motivation to it. <laughs> um, so we cut back to Kevin blowing it with that girl again. Where he says something stupid, and then he's good at that. Bud chases the dog some more, like just keeps chasing the dog. Well, eventually, I love this part when uh, so the mother finds that the toilet is overflowed. Yes, and she screams, "The toilet's overflowing, and it screwed up my mud packs." Yeah, so, <laughs> so he comes in and he says, "My mother never used to use mud packs when I was growing up. Your mother looked like Humphrey Bogart. My mother never smoked cigarettes." <laughs> That's such a good <laughs> joke. That is not a good joke. I, can't. I feel that like I'm talking up. to an alien. That cracked me up so much. Oh my god. I love it. I literally like I I feel like I just stopped breathing for a minute after that because I was trying to follow the logic of that. <laughs> Uh, it might have been a small stroke. Who knows? Um, but yeah. <laughs> so Bud finally gets outside chasing the dog and catches the dog and bites the dog. Yes. Now oh. we're introduced to the idea that instead of like any normal zombie or whatever, that they're going to actually eat something. So you're going to see some gore. 
they just gently bite whatever it is and pass along the disease. Yes. There, there's a very gentle bite somewhere. And we don't see bites. You don't. Anyway. You don't see any actual bite. You hear some sometimes. But I love. Uh, I love after Bud w- bites the dog and walks out back from the brush where he was behind, and he's got the blood on his face, and he's just like, Ooh, and he grabs uh, the sheets that are drying on the clothesline <laughs> and just daintily dabs the blood off his mouth like he's done eating dinner. Oh my god! But n- th- none of them eat anything. They're no, never- they just bite. <laughs> they they just nibble eat anything. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I I was actually really excited about uh, about him introducing right after this. Uh, the we get to our our colonel, and he's like, "Chudism is a disease that cannot be stopped." And I was like, "I do love the the word chudism. Chudism, chudism is pretty good, and it's gonna wind up in my vocabulary." Um, now the cops are looking for the kids. They're like they're in the car, and there's like an all points bulletin for the kids because they stole the corpse. And now Bud's escaped and he's out walking. Yep. Like he's like out walking on the sidewalk. The kids uh, come home to find Bud missing from the basement. Um, and now a chudified dog is stalking them. Yeah. So the the, the chud poodle is awesome. The chud poodle is awesome. <laughs> uh, and then again with these just like things that just keep happening, they're just like set pieces. Here's another scene. Here's another yep. scene. Next scene we is... We had the aerobic scene? The aerobic scene. <laughs> <laughs> this lady who is mouthing off to her TV yeah. while she's doing aerobics alone in her house in an amazing outfit. Yes. Like, greatest ever spandex outfit. Like, would have looked great on David Lee Roth. I'm sure he owned one. Um, she borrowed it. She probably borrowed yeah. it from David Lee Roth. Did he you write that when it. she yells at the TV? She's like... Uh, Oh, you've never seen an ounce of fat on you, you anorexic neo-Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. I liked her. Uh, me too. <laughs> and then she's like, uh, all right, just four more minutes of this and I can smoke a cigarette and order a pizza. She's, <laughs> she's like, working out. She's like, fuck this. Fuck and this, she, I'm having a cigarette. <laughs> she just smokes the cigarette while she's doing her aerobics. Also good. Um, Bud maybe bit the cat. We don't really know. Oh, no, the whole time, too, that she's doing this workout, uh, Bud is in the window. Yes, he's also, also doing enjoy- aerobics with her. <laughs> That's comedy. That is... Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. I, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, and then she decides it's time to feed... No, I, uh, yeah, the cat never shows up. And cat never, never shows up. There's a... And like a, a trash can moves after Bud goes somewhere. So yeah. we're to assume that he bit the cat. But. I'm going to assume that he didn't because everybody he bites, he teams up with, including well, the poodle. True. We never see the uh, chuddy cat. It's probably too difficult to wrangle a cat into one of those yeah. situations. I wonder if they had a chuddy cat plan and they just couldn't. They're like, fuck that. Uh, we could train this. The cat just keeps looking at its butthole and <laughs> not cooperating. Um, uh, so, so the lady is introduced to Bud. She goes outside to feed her cat. And this is totally USA up all night. This is, this is so like hot. Oh, my God. Uh, what is it? Uh, yeah. Any of those. Any of those like... Oh my god, I'm trying to think of the name of some of those shitty USA Up All Night movies, like the uh, the car wash movies oh, and, and the like party nerds, and bikini the... car wash, assault yep. of the party bimbos, all that yep, shit. Yep, yep. It's very much. It's yes. very much like those. She sees him and she's like, "Ooh, you have big feet." That's what I'm ha- going to assume. You have a large penis. That's uh-huh. what happens when a stranger just walks onto your porch. A stranger at night. in combat boots. Yeah. Like she's like, "Whoa, you got big feet." Oh, you got big thumbs. Oh, are you from the neighborhood? Are you heterosexual? <laughs> <laughs> all 
all questions that a normal human being would ask. She reads Bud's name tag and finds his name, and she's all about him. But then Bud smiles out, and he's got the shark teeth. All the chuds got shark teeth, like pointy, pointy teeth. It's the only thing that even vaguely resembles a chud about him. Mm -hmm. And so he picks her up and... Yep. And then she, and then she, what does she say afterwards? She's on the ground there. Oh, she smells the cat food and she goes, ew. And then she calls, calls for her, the cat. Calls yeah. for the cat. Um, yep. Because so, cannibal. Because cannibals cat. also like cats. Yep. Um, they like cats and dogs. That's the only exceptions. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, uh, then randomly, then Bud. Eats a guy peeing behind a dumpster. Well, he eats. He uh, that's where he gets his suave jacket from. Yes, that's true. So this guy comes out of a bar and he's just cartoon drunk, hiccuping. Yep. Walks through, walks behind a pee behind a dumpster. Bud walks back, bites him, gets drunk from biting him. Yep. And also comes out wearing his cool black blazer, <laughs> yep. and he's like slicking his hair back and acting all yes. all suave, like he's going off in the town. That part. Was <laughs> and we also learn that it's Halloween tonight. Yes. And this is this is my only legitimately like laughed out loud moment in this movie. It actually took me by surprise, and I really really dug it. Uh, this is when the poodle attacks the mailman. There's such a good scene of this. There's like that the ending of the prophecy, like the guy in the bear's mouth, where mm-hmm. the poodle is like up in the air, oh, like yeah. flying <laughs> and attacking his head. And then there's just this beautiful scene of the poodle dragging the mailman. <laughs> it so looked have, great. It looked absolutely amazing. The poodle is literally dragging the mailman across the lawn, and it's very And the mailman's convincing. just kicking and screaming, and it looks like he's straight up being dragged by a poodle. It's, it's like ridiculously convincing, <laughs> mm-hmm. especially for this movie. But yeah. Yeah, like where there's no effects whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, pretty oh, great. There's some cool effects in this. That pool scene at the end. <laughs> Okay, you're right. I, I mean, those are those are makeup effects, or you know, like yeah. some sort of artistic effect of some sort. Whatever. Yeah, sure. I'll give you that. Um, Bud gets a haircut. Okay. <laughs> so, yep. Uh, Kevin eats six donuts. Yep. Who's counting? <laughs> uh, That's another little quick joke that I like a lot. Where he's just like the mother is just like, oh, you've had four donuts already. I've had six, but who's counting? <laughs> so they're looking because he is counting. He That's what is. makes it funny. Oh my god! <laughs> I swear you're trying to kill me with this movie. Okay, <laughs> can we do the barbershop scene? Uh, yeah, absolutely. That which, was awesome. which one? Well, first Bud comes out of the barbershop with a bloody yeah. thing. So. Well, well, we don't see Bud get a haircut, but he's slicking it back. Bud yeah. looks in the window and he goes, nice cut. <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, these, by the way, the chuds can only talk when they're delivering one-liners. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's the rule is they, they can't, they can't communicate for any other reason other than to make bad quips, like quick two-line quips. Yeah, but there's this great scene where uh, a guy goes into the barbershop to get his haircut. And he's just like, hey, Gus, how's it going? And Gus has been turned into a chud at this point. And he's just like, first customer. And the guy's like, no, that's too bad. I guess everybody just wants to go to the mall. 
pay $14 for a haircut and stuff. Nobody likes coming to the neighborhood anymore. Neighborhood got dangerous. I remember a time where you could just used to leave your keys in the car. Sometimes even leave it running, too. <laughs> the barbers. We, we used to drag all of, our, all, of our, all, of our, all of our expensive belongings out onto the street corner every night. And every time we'd wake up, they'd all still be there. That, that very, that very... Very cool little improv bit by <laughs> was by genius comedian Rich Hall, oh, who okay. is from uh, the old HBO series that basically inspired all of these like daily shows and all that stuff. Really, I didn't the know thing that. called okay. Not Necessarily the News. Never even heard of it. It yeah. was it was on in the early eighties on HBO. Uh, he created a thing called Sniglets. I don't know if you're familiar with Sniglets. Became a very very successful best selling book series. Okay, where they are like. Uh, I think a sniglet was supposed to be a word used to define something that has never been defined before. Like the phenomenon of having the Cheeto dust on your fingers. And he made a funny word for it. Okay. And he made like 30 of these fucking books. They were like bestsellers. Huh. And that is his, that is his claim to fame is not necessarily the news and sniglets. That is my favorite. That's just one of my favorite lines in the movie there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that. my dad used to take all of our expensive personal belongings and put them on the front yard. We'd wake up in the morning, they were still there. <laughs> yeah, that was that was good stuff. Um, Nowadays, I don't even think I'd get into a car with a stranger. <laughs> unless he had some good candy. Unless he had some good candy. <laughs> like some of those red licorice whips. Or, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay, and then now back to the Bossy Burger again. They love Bossy Burger. Dude, if I had a bossy burger in my town, I'd probably go there all yeah, the time, too. Yeah, sounds good. Um, so there's a truck full of chuds that pulls up alongside them, <laughs> and they're oblivious to it, uh, including the, the chud they're looking for. Odd scene, too. They they go to bossy burger all the time and go inside, but this time she goes inside and leaves Kevin and Steve in the car to get burger, and just, they, they just eat them in their car in the parking lot. I love how you just say it's an odd scene instead of just complete directorial incompetence, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's fine. <laughs> Uh, this director's my boy. I'm going to defend him. Okay, absolutely. <laughs> you know what? I've, I'm going to back off because, again, I did enjoy this. Yeah. Uh, You're going to fucking love it by the end of this. By the end of this, <laughs> it's going to be my favorite fucking <laughs> yeah. movie. And I'm going to believe that everything was done on purpose. I'm going to come here next week and you're not going to be here. And you're going to be like, shit, time, time ran away from me. I was screen printing Chud 2 shirts. <laughs> oh, Single, God. taken, too busy <laughs> too watching Chud 2. Chud 2. <laughs> Oh my god. Keep calm and watch Chud too. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm gonna do every single like garbage yeah. Amazon shirt for for Chud. Oh, you should make some Chud on board. Uh <laughs> suction cup yellow things for cars. As long as they actually look like real Chuds. Yeah. Okay. So uh Yeah, the whole truck full of chuds pulls up <laughs> and uh they all hop out to get burgers, except for Bud the Chud, who is just looking laid back as a yeah. motherfucker, just kicking it in the back of this the box of a pickup truck. Yeah, he just waits for them to go in and bite everybody. Yep. And then they bite everybody and come back. And that was a good gag too with the uh with the uh with the zombies eat Bobby. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the, cl oh the clerk God. at the restaurant's Bobby, so they come in and they're just like, What do you, what do you want? Meat. <laughs> they're like, What what kind of meat do you want? We got we got big, we got baby, we got we bodacious. The Billy we got Burger, Billy. the Bob Bob Burger. And they all look at his name tag, this is Bobby, and all the zombies at the same time, Bobby. And then they grab him. <laughs> yep. So we got that. <laughs> Everybody is oblivious to the Chudpocalypse. Yep. Um 
Well, Chuds go back out to the car. The Chuds when they see, they notice, they finally notice Bud in the back of the truck. They're still looking for Bud to get his body back. Yes. And the Trud, okay, so yeah, so they follow, they follow Bud. Yep. In the car. And as they leave, the Chudpocalypse breaks out inside the burger joint. Everybody that got bit is now a Chud. And they're all, I don't know what they're doing because they were all Chuds to begin with. But they're all trashing the restaurant anyway. No, all the Chuds that pulled up in the truck attacked the people in the restaurant. So then all the people in the restaurant just turned into Chuds. Right, but they're, they're still freaking out, whereas I don't know what they're freaking out about. There's no people in there to eat. They're all chuds. That's why they're freaking out. They got nothing to eat. Oh, okay. And they've that's just it. become chudified, and they're like, shit, I need chud food. Okay. Ah, that all makes Everything sense Everything makes now. sense. <laughs> it does not make sense. Okay. So, yeah, Vaughn in the military so, shows up. <laughs> yes. Napoleon Solo shows up, and... Uh, and Bazooka's the fucking restaurant. Oh, there was another gag there where I like too, where he started shooting the gun. The guy was shooting the gun at the chuds in the restaurant, and Ron grabs a gun and he's shooting it with him in his hand. And he goes, "Shoot the trunk!" And they shoot the trunk, and that's what opens the trunk instead of like opening it with a key. Yes, he orders yeah. his man to shoot the trunk, which pops it open, and he grabs a bazooka. Yep, and blows up Bossy Burger. Blow. That's the last we see of Bossy Burger. Tra- tragically. And this introduces us to the idea that these chuds are mutating and are invincible, are basically invulnerable yep. to anything. They, can, they can't be burned. And because once they blow up the bossy burger, they drive away and all the chuds rise up that were in there. Yep. <laughs> Including a fry, fry later cook holding a fry basket who goes, that was a blast. <laughs> yep. That, and there it is. That happened. He can, he can, only, he can only say one-liners. He did it so well. <laughs> so uh, the kids find Bud in a barn. They actually track him to this yeah. barn uh, where all the other chuds are kind of hanging out. And uh, and he's super into Katie. He's like, Katie. Katie. And she's like, oh, shit. Uh, he gets stabbed with a pitchfork. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this hillbilly shows up who looks <laughs> strangely like Benedict Cumberbatch in a lot of the shots. Um he shows up and kills one of them, maybe, or just shoots one of them through a door. Yeah. At, well, first he comes in. And he goes, "What in the what in the wild world of sports is going on in here?" Yep. Um, that guy was in Short Circuit. And oh, really? The Running Man. He was one of the. Oh, he was the computer guy. The computer from guy running, running Man. Yep. Oh shit! And he was also the um lead army guy's assistant in Short Circuit. Oh man! I had to look him up because once I saw him, it was just driving me crazy. Oh like, my where god! Where did I see this? Dude? I did not recognize him. I just saw him and I was like, "Wow!" In a certain angle, he looks like yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch, and that's really freaking me out. And I was like, "At a certain angle, he looks like the guy from Short Circuit and Running Man." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so here's where we where we have our Adam Sandler presents Chud moment, where we get a get the rake in the nuts. Oh, yep. one one good nut shot, which Chud's got nards. Chud's got nards. Uh, and then maybe. Oh, yeah. Here, you take it. It's all yours. So we're approaching comedy gold territory here. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> so for some reason, I don't know if it was a mistake or Bud just got kind of angry, but he just punches one of the Chud's heads off. Yep. And it just falls clean <laughs> off. And the Chud goes to pick up his head. But every time he walks up to the head, he kicks it, and it just keeps getting away from him. 
and every time he kicks it, it just keeps getting funnier <laughs> until he gets to like a hill and he kicks it down a hill and he falls down the hill and then we see the head fly up over the crest of the hill. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. Oh my God. It's a perfect scene. <laughs> okay. I, I feel like we can at least appreciate that when I think that we can, we can both agree that the next line was terrible. Where the colonel comes in and he's like, he has all of his military guys behind him and he says, this, this chuds for you. you. Perfect. As, as it relates to a beer campaign of the time. Yeah, it's not dated at all. It's, it's, one of, it's, a, it's, it's timeless comedy. That is timeless comedy. That's what you do. You reference, a, you reference a beer commercial that is popular that year mm-hmm. and then people will remember it forever. Um, don't worry, they do it again where there's a taste great, less filling yep, yep, joke. Yep. Um, Timeless. <laughs> yes. Now. Obviously it is. We remember it. That's a good point. Also, I'm 47 million <laughs> years old. So, uh, okay. So, <laughs> so right now they're realizing that the corpse in a glass case at the CDC might have had a disease. <laughs> It's, it's taken them. Hmm. It's taken them this long, and they finally have a moment of reflection where they're like, "Huh? Do you think that greasy, skanked-up corpse that we got out of the Center for Disease Control might have something contagious because it was being kept hmm. in a glass? Well, it was kind of skanky. It was hermetically sealed in a glass case. Uh, so this chud is showing an amazing magic trick where they they freeze him. And he dethaws himself. He heats his body up and he can dethaw himself. So now we know that they're mutating. Soon there'll be no stopping them. Yep, and they all get away. Yes. The military loses them all. I think they said they got one or two of them. Yeah. But who cares? But either way, all the chuds get away. Bud gets away and the kids get caught by uh, Robert Vaughn. And and he mentions that henchers. they're going to be at- attracted to crowds. That's when they drop that line. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Because so, the crowd's like an all-you-can-eat buffet for a chud. It is. They know an awful lot about chuds working in groups for people mm-hmm. who've only seen one chud in their life. <laughs> um, so we get this uh, We get this other improv thing from uh, Larry Linville, who's the, uh, the coroner. He's doing an autopsy on the postman here. Yes, that we saw get killed by the poodle. <laughs> yes. He's, uh, he's the guy he played. I think he played the colonel in MASH, and he was in Mannix and a bunch of other stuff. Um, he was like, this is such a boneyard moment. This movie is so boneyard in a lot yeah. of places. Hiring 60s comedic actors to be in a horror movie. I did. I was looking at the Blu-ray extra features, and I think I'm going to invest in that. The the one that they came out with the Vestron what? Uh, Blu-ray. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. One of those Lionsgate Vestron Blu-ray Ooh. releases for this. Apparently, it's got director commentary and everything. Uh, interviews with Bud, Garrett Graham himself. Like, Oh, my God. I just want... I. I, damn I would it want to hear I these known. stories. Yeah, yeah, me too. I want to know why this movie is what it is. Me too. And fuck, <laughs> I'm so afraid of like dropping 26 bucks on a Blu-ray for them to not tell me what I want to hear. That I'm always skeptical of. Maybe they'll just at least explain the jokes. Mm-hmm. That would be great. I would be happy with that much. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, this is this was the taste great, less filling joke. Yep, it's fine. Yep. They went to a bar, made that bad joke. Uh. <laughs> And then they, they bring all the kids back to this, like, secret government facility or whatever. And they're, like, trapped in this room. Mm-hmm. And why do they want to talk to these kids? 
He's like, the, the colonel leaves him there, and he's like, you talk some sense into these kids. And it's like, about what? About what? They stole the, the body. You know they it's did. It's too late. Yeah. They don't know anything, and there's chuds everywhere. Like, <laughs> even if you find Bud, you already know that this is like an Armageddon-type situation. Yeah. This is, this is no longer, you're it's not like, going to get a patient zero and it, fix it. It's like The Stand. <laughs> this movie and The Stand are basically twins. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I heard that Bud the Chud was actually based on something from Shakespeare. Is that true? No? No, okay. <laughs> Just, <laughs> uh, so, um, Chud Poodle eats the, uh, eats the driver. The driver goes... That was another great scene. He goes so far out of his way to get this dog. He sees the, the um, driver for Robert Vaughn sees the poodle. I love this scene, too, where he's just like, Hey, hey, Snippy. Hey, buddy, come over here. Hey, buddy. I said come over here now. I'm just joking. <laughs> come on over here. It's like, what? Why do you want to talk to this dog so much? I mean, I, I agree. I'm kind of like that with dogs. I like dogs. And if I, if I was just hanging outside waiting for my boss and there was a poodle to play with yeah. and it looked friendly, I'd probably be trying to get him over yeah, here. Yeah, that's too. probably true. But I love how he friendly tries to call him over, turns into a mean <laughs> guy for all five crazy. seconds, and then tells the dog that he was just kidding. <laughs> it's like, what? The dog did not forgive him for that. No, the, 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 he's a chudder now too. Yes. So now Robert Vaughn's driver is a chudder. <laughs> he is. He got killed by the chudder, chadoodle. <laughs> and now we now we see that Bud has like a posse of followers. Yes. He's like in the middle of that park, and it's just like an army of chud followers. And he addresses them kind of in that like almost like a patent, like a fake general patent yeah. kind of thing. He adjusts the 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 hat on one of them, the severed head. He adjusts, he adjusts on it. the guy's shoulders. And, and then, then he's like, I can't on. adjust this guy's toupee. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, that was actually some... The deep. barber or toupee. That's comedy gold. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is 1940s comedy gold. Yep. Uh, so, and also randomly just a shot of Robert England trick-or-treating. Yeah. Um, and uh, we never see him again. Because he does not want to be associated with Bud the Chud. We also, uh, here's the scene we were talking about way earlier too with uh, Norman Fell and June Lockhart where they get attacked by Chudder kids, but we never see the kids get Chuddified. Like, no, they just are. They just are. <laughs> they just are. And there was a one of the ADR lines that I was talking about where they were just like filling in space to make jokes mm-hmm. in places where it was dull. There was one of them in there where he was like, I got a popcorn ball. I got a punch in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, sure. Kind of reads like a joke. Yeah. Uh, okay, so. But Fel hey, if you're Lock- saying to yourself, I want to see a movie with June Lockhart and Norman Fell get it's true. eaten by chuds in Halloween costumes. We and, all want and that. And the chuds eat a bird. Um, <laughs> this is the movie for you. Except they're not chuds. <laughs> they're zombies. <laughs> they're just like... <laughs> You've seen a chud before. They look like like volcanic piles of goo with glowing eyes. These are human people. Those were false flag chuds. <laughs> These are the real chuds. Oh, you monster. <laughs> you. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> get, get out of my podcast. <laughs> That's it. We're doing chud next time. <laughs> I would actually like to do chud next time because I have a memory of chud being a very dull, boring picture. It's it is a very dull, boring picture. It's still one of my favorite movies. Okay, it, but it is it's very it's very slow paced. That sounds awesome. 
<laughs> it doesn't have a lot of nonsensical jokes in it for some reason. I don't know they, they chose not to do that. Um, okay. Oh, but there was one good joke in here mm-hmm. where she just says, the living dead, so disgusting. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. Uh, now Bud tries to grab Katie through the window where they're being... Where they're being held. Yeah. Somehow he knows that she's there and he grabs her. Her boyfriend bashes a chair over Bud's face, over his head, so he yep. falls out of the window. And then the other guy's like, oh, it's worse than I thought. I gotta go out there. I'm gonna go outside this door. And he opens the door and Bud's right there. Because apparently Bud can teleport. Now. Yes. <laughs> he went from outside that building to all the way through the locked door guarded building. Right the door. He fell vertically through time and space to the other, to the other side. Teleport. Yes, this is a teleporting. They're mutating further. They really are. (laughs) And he has a flamethrower with him. And so he, like, everybody else gets out. And then he just lights the flamethrower off. And it's just, like, blows flame out the door. Mm -hmm. We don't know what happened. Like, either he exploded or killed them all or something. He didn't die. He comes back right right. at the end of the pool scene. That's right. He is there. So so he's fine. Yes. Uh, Apparently, he held them off with a flamethrower. Um. So now the Chuds are going to the dance. Yeah, because the Chuds uh, find the Halloween dance. <laughs> and I love their walk up to the building, too. They have this, like, almost half dance routine. Oh, they have, they have a legitimate choreographed dance scene. But it's they a have, really shitty choreographed dance. They, they it's have it's a like very walking three thriller. steps and then, like, jumping up in the air for one step. And maybe, like, doing a side shuffle to the left once. But... <laughs> But to be fair, they're chuds. I mean, it's yeah. pretty impressive for a chud. It's 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 chud impressive. <laughs> so uh, they they do their little chant. The eat 'em up, eat 'em up, yum yum yum. yum. Oh, I love it <laughs> because it's, it's a riot call. Bud starts. He's like, eat 'em up, eat 'em up, yum yum yum. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, they try to get into the dance. There's that great scene um, <laughs> where the ticket girl won't let them in because they don't have tickets, they and all- she also won't let the poodle in. And also, but, they they can do math. They're trying to figure out how much it is. Three yeah. bucks a piece. <laughs> Watching the judge and be like, um, uh, uh, three, six, nine, time, one. Yep. And then there's a recurring joke here um, of crack, cracking knuckles before yes. chud tacking, which yep. is what happened when he got the drunk killed in the beginning, too. Oh, yeah. But it was like, <laughs> cracked his knuckles and went and killed the drunk. And this one, it looks so weird because it almost looks like they're agreeing with the girl. It does. The, the, girl, it the really... girl's like, okay, the dog can come in. And they're like, ah. And they attack. Yeah. They it's a chud fake out. And it really felt it really felt like they they were connecting with that lady. I was yep. really. And I was they sad. all cracked their knuckles and yeah. all took one little bite. And so so we've <laughs> already seen up until this point that there were like the the military had five of these freeze guns and they could just barely contain a single chud with with five guns aimed at one of them. So our genius heroes who have takes, control of the military van now with all these freeze guns take takes one, one. <laughs> takes one <laughs> against a hundred chuds which turns out to not really work well. It kind of makes sense due to the end plan though because their plan was sure. to freeze the pool with all of them in it. So if they all took a freeze gun they might not have enough freeze juice for the pool. Did they have that plan already? I feel like they were formulating it as they went because they didn't even prepare electricity. They needed electricity at the last moment, and they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, right. The, our two-part plan. They had we forgot s- part two. They had two. some plans planned. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I can see if it was complex, but it's literally a These two-part plan. These are the people plan. that 
instead of just saying they accidentally knocked a corpse out the window, <laughs> broke into the CDC, <laughs> got a hermetically sealed corpse. So, they're not the brightest bulbs. Okay. They mean well. That's fair. Okay. So the Chuds party, they're they're very unsuccessful at eating anybody because everybody's, because everybody's dancing. dancing. And the Chuds are too slow to, to bite any of them. But they try. Everybody's and head they just also swings dance, out, of their, out yeah. of their way yeah. just in time. Uh, oh, it's so funny. And this is where we get the... Uh, uh, the science teacher. Yeah. So they go um, looking for... I don't know what they were even doing in that room. This is another one of the things where they... Weren't they going to the pool? Like, what were they getting in the science room? I don't know. They just needed another scene. Yep. This so, movie is just scenes. Yeah. <laughs> There's no reason for any of them. Uh, and so the science teacher, they walk in and he's eating one of the frogs. He totally ruined all of their frog organizations. <laughs> no. That, who even knows which frog that is? Yep. Now they're gonna have to. I don't. They're gonna have to recount all the frogs and <laughs> mm-hmm. then realphabetize them all. Um, so this is a pretty cool fight, though. Uh, it was. This was good. The teacher attacks him. They. Put, oh, and this is actually the first gore. We actually get something that kind yeah. of vaguely approximates gore here. I love the scene where they they he takes the electric rods that he set the frog <laughs> on fire with in the beginning, and he just hands them to the chud professor, and who just yep. grabs him. <laughs> I love his goofy face. He's like, oh. oh, oh. But then he just drops him. He doesn't care. He keeps moving forward. Eventually, they put his head over uh, through a Bunsen burner, <laughs> shooting flames there. And uh, unfortunately, the flame, uh, so the, they put him, uh, the back of his head goes on top of this flame tube, and it comes out of his front forehead, and it's still flaming. But it's such a baby flame. Yeah, like, but seriously, that's still impressive. It is, but wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it have been so cool if it was just shooting a flame out like that? <laughs> I mean, that would have been really hard. I mean, it's yeah. way easier to put sterno inside exactly. a tube yeah. than to run an entire pipe around somebody's head. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, I loved that. I thought that was, I mm-hmm. thought that was a really good effort. And um, eventually they come in, he shoots him with the freeze gun. He gets the freeze gun working, freezes the professor, because that tube thing didn't kill him. Yep. Uh Freezes a professor, then puts the electricity to them. That's when they find out that the electricity plus the ice yes. makes him explode. Yes. And they're like, we just defeated a chud. Yep. <laughs> so they okay, know Okay, so now. then they come up with the pool plan, maybe. Yeah, so exactly. So they didn't know that. They didn't have this plan yet. So they, they were formulating it, it as they It still made sense to them to not grab three guns for three people. <laughs> That's fine. Um, so they do formulate the pool plan. And then... Um, <laughs> So then Katie comes up with the grand idea that we need to lure all the chuds to the pool. Right. I'm going to go put on my sexy bathing suit and yell at chuds and they're all going to chase me. Turns out the chuds needed the sexy bathing suit to actually chase after her because there were hundreds of non-chuds in that dance hall Mm -hmm. that they could have stayed and gotten, but it was only the one in the sexy sexy bathing suit. Also, did you notice that... she was wearing that bathing suit in the picture that Bud had of her, too. Oh, perfect. That's why. So stupid. It all makes sense now. I'm going to break character. That was <laughs> dumb. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so, but okay, we're back. So no, the movie okay. gives us Katie in a bathing suit. That's cool. That is that is cool. And all the chuds are just like, fuck this whole room of people we could be eating. We're chasing Katie in the bathing suit. And all the chuds look at Katie. They all know her name, too, for some reason. They're all just like, Katie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they, they run after Katie, and then we get this great scene where so Katie's plan is to run into the swimming pool room, and then once all the chuds run through the door, they're all gonna fall in the pool, and they do, and we just get the awesomest like dark carnival music score here, yeah, where all the chuds are falling into the pool, and it's a great scene, just chud after chud running through the door, <laughs> falling yeah. into the pool, the carnival music, Bud's the first one in the pool. 
um, we see Bud sees Katie yeah. swimming across the pool, and Bud's the only one that's underwater chasing her still. Yep. Meanwhile, dipshits don't have the canisters ready. because Not only that, Kevin, unscrew anything. Kevin sees one of his teachers, and he's like, hey, you're one of my teachers, and he's yeah. clearly a chud, and he <laughs> almost gets eaten. Yeah. Ugh, what a fucking tool. No, that was the... um. The Vaughn's servant there. The guy with the flamethrower there. That oh, was, is that who it Wales was? Wales or whatever his oh, name okay. was. Yeah, he's just like, Wales. Oh, shoot. Oh, you're a chud. In what? the pool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but this is, a, uh, this is a great scene, I thought. Um, once they do finally get it the... It does look Once good. they do get the pool things cool. in, they end up freezing the whole pool, and the whole pool is frozen with chuds halfway out of the water in, yeah. in liquid metal, like Terminator 2 frozen it metal. Looks, like, it looks really good. And everything looked great, except for Bud. He got out of the pool. Bud was not enough in the pool to be frozen, apparently. And he's a smarter chud than the other chuds. Apparently. He's a he's a local community chud organizer. He's an alpha chud. Yes. <laughs> and he's also in love with Katie <laughs> Which because he's the greatest insult I've ever heard. Because he saw her picture on the wall somewhere. Yes. <laughs> um, so Katie runs up the diving board and Chud follows her. Bud yep. follows her up the diving board and says Hi. Hi. Uh, this is where he's I wish so we had sweet. he's super sweet when he wants to be and this is where I wish we had more backstory of Bud yes because he does seem like a very sympathetic character at times but he's also I feel he's jacked and tall and big and combat boots and I feel like he might have been like a like a like a Navy SEAL he, he had like to a, be some sort of military like a trained person. killer because yeah, yeah. they were trying to chud to make the unstoppable super soldier I mean, he clearly had he had dog, dog tags, tags and yeah we know so he's, he's ex-military he's definitely mm-hmm. like yeah he I'm not it saying was, an ex-military guy can't be a sweetheart but he just seems right no he was a yeah he was he was adorable and he gave her his heart so Bud on top of the diving board rips into his own chest and presents his heart to Katie because <laughs> that's how much he loves her it I was crying I've never seen such a brutal display of Jesus emotion. Christ. You're lying. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> this is <laughs> starting to make me sad. Um, okay, yeah, I'm lying about that. But uh, it was a fun scene. Uh, so Steve starts shooting. Except it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make fucking any sense. <laughs> but I mean, hell, why would this movie start now? Yeah, exactly. It would be, <laughs> it's a little late now. So Steve starts blasting the chutter with uh, the ice cannon from mm-hmm. down below. And it freezes Bud. And this looks cool, too. Uh, yeah. Katie sneaks around him. And eventually Bud falls off the yeah. pool holding his heart and shatters on the ground. Yep. And so they end up connecting the electricity to the water. And they explode all the chuds into billions of chud pieces. Yep. And save the day. But not before uh, Steve is bitten on the toe. Oh, yeah. That's important. <laughs> so Steve gets bitten on the toe. And uh, and so we're all we're all done. Everything's everything's back to normal. We've accounted for all the chuds. Everything's everything's fine. They're going to school, so they didn't get into a lick of trouble. Nope, they didn't get into any trouble for <laughs> almost causing the apocalypse because they solved the apocalypse. Yeah, sure. It's forgiveness. Apocalypse forgiveness. I mean, to be fair, who is left in their school? Like, not many people. But not a lot of people got eaten by the chudders because they true. couldn't. They were dancing. It was too late. Dancing protects you from chuds. Oh, I'll remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so they're having this little conversation in the truck on their way to school, or like they're like sitting in the parking lot of school. They're waiting to get picked up, or, okay. or, or no, he was waiting outside the tree, and she just drove up, and that's where she showed him that uh, he got a letter from Steve saying that Steve apologized for starting the chudpocalypse, <laughs> yes, and he's going to go travel the world now, 
Not to make it right, but just to get out of your hair. He just wants to see the world now. That's his thing. He's like, he's there. He wants to go out and see everything. But it's it's kind of a ruse. It's because he's been bitten and he's clearly chutted out. And so he and the chud zombie dog are going hitchhiking across the country <laughs> like some sort of modern day Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn. Um, and they're and they're picked up by two chuds in a truck. Is the driver a chud? Yes, she yes. is absolutely a chud. Okay. Uh, and the and that chud is Bianca Jagger. <laughs> like, why? Yeah. No clue. So the poodle jumps out in the back, and this is what it ends on a, such a great gag here. Uh, the poodle jumps into the back, and we see Robert Vaughn. He's he's under a sheet, <sighs> and he pulls down the sheet, and he's a chud now. And he goes, "Quiet, I'm undercover." <laughs> <sighs> Oh, classic Vaughn. So painful. <laughs> so painful. And then uh, the credits roll with one of the greatest songs ever, Bud the Chud. Bud we, the we've Chud. heard it several times through the movie. Yes. But that's a great tune. And it, it's definitely right up there with Terrorvision and like the cool, yeah. catchy, awesome songs that these kind of movies had. Definitely. It reminded me of Howard the Duck. Mm-hmm. Like even just kind of like the song itself reminded me of the Howard the Duck yep. theme. Uh, and then we're also presented with a Marvel type stinger at the end. Yeah, where, Deadpool's head. Where his head shows up and he says, Good night. Good night. <laughs> he says it really nice. Yeah. He says it's like calming. Because he's very sweet. It's like a good night kiss after just having a great day of play. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, it's like you frolicked all day and it's been perfect. And then yeah. you just get this little kiss and you drift off into dreamland. You've just watched the Nick at Night of zombie movies and it's time to go to sleep. <laughs> Fairly uh, well, sweet prince. <laughs> <laughs> this is more like a like a boat show than it is a zombie movie. It's just like, here's a bunch of washed up celebrities that you might remember from TV shows. It's just fun. Uh, another movie that has a very similar vibe to this is Flesh Eating Mothers. Oh, yeah. I remember loving Flesh Eating Mothers when I watched oh, it it's as great. a USA Up All Night movie. Yep, that's another one like this where certain things just don't make sense and it's just kind of weird. Like I named a punk band after that. I was in a band called the Flesh Eating Mothers nice. for a while. So yeah, <laughs> I yep. loved that movie. That one's good. Uh, Dead and Breakfast is another cool one. That's a little bit more of a modern movie and it's also a musical. Uh, but that had another thing with a zombie kind of... Yeah, that was a weird a one. A zombie kind of recruiting a bunch of other zombies and dancing around. So Dead and Breakfast was like a like a movie movie, though. Like Dead and Breakfast felt like it was like kind of well done. It was, but it's still Hoke, if you watch it now. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's I, a cheapie, but it's I good. haven't seen it in oh, forever. it's fun. I just remember it feeling more like a like a legitimate indie flick than like... Yeah, it's good. It's well made. Yeah. The, but it's still on the cheap. Yeah. Yeah, but no no flesh-eating mothers. Oh, no. It's not like that. No, <laughs> like no, no, no. rabid grannies or something. Yeah. Uh, I love Chud 2. If, if, if it hasn't been apparent in this hour that we've been talking about it. Uh, and I, I, I forgot how much I actually loved it. When I, when I picked That's it out on the shelf, it's been a while since I watched it. And so Tristan wrote me in the text message and he was just like, after he said, fuck... And sure. And I was like, okay, you don't seem too enthused. Then he was just like, wrote, have you seen it recently? And I was like, yeah, I saw it a couple of years ago. I remember liking it, but I didn't totally remember it that much. And uh, I had no problem watching this two nights in a row, back to back. Uh, yeah, man. Um, I'm going to leave here and watch it a third. Of course you are. I I will probably watch this movie again. Yep. I, I can actually imagine myself watching this movie again. I'm going to watch this movie again myself, but come Halloween. Because I... 
when it yeah. comes to when it comes to Halloween season, I love watching any movies with actual Set Halloween, Halloween. scenes. And I forgot that this movie had was on Halloween night. I had with the Halloween that as dance. Well. So yeah, I'm gonna scroll this away for October. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, again. I used to think of this movie as an unforgivable sin against a movie that I very much loved. And now I've kind of forgiven it. I think at this point I'm just Mm -hmm. like, it's its own thing and I can accept it as, you know, in the way that Boneyard is one of these movies and Boneyard's one of my favorite shitty movies. Mm -hmm. This definitely fits. There's a, there's a Boneyard vibe to this where it's just kind of like, really dated humor that like should not like that was clearly 60s based humor yeah uh has long since passed its own (laughs) its past due date like it has spoiled many years ago but still it's charming for that yes um yeah yeah i will i will definitely music's great visit it it's got a great soundtrack yeah i dig it soundtrack music's great some theme songs great great fake oingo boingo in little places which i really dug uh, not like fake Danny Elfman, like literally no. fake Oingo oh, yeah. Boingo. And like. I just love the carnival pool music yep. near the end. Real good. Um, yeah, I don't know how much more I can just <laughs> love this movie. Oh, God, apparently apparently a lot. So, well. Should we do Chud next time? Maybe. Maybe. Let's think about it. Chud's too good a movie. Okay. <laughs> We'll do Flesh Eating Mothers. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can sit through Flesh Eating Mothers. Too much teeth in too few weeks. I haven't seen it in forever. Huh. Interesting. It's a goodie. Okay. Um, all right. Thanks, everybody. Hey, congrats on your comic. Hey, thanks so much. It's going to be out soon. It's going to be amazing. It's going to press pretty soon. We've almost got all the coloring done. Rad so. Wraith. Once the coloring's done, we're going to send it off to be made. We got all we've got all of our reward stuff ready for all the people that uh, that gave to the Kickstarter, and it's awesome. I'm hey, really stoked. I'm one of those guys. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> all right, uh, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, or you can follow us. Oh, on Instagram <laughs> at Coast City Comics and at Funbox Monster Podcast. And I am Matt Awkward VHS Fiend. Nice, that's great. And CoastCityComics.com for all your comics. Come and to the store coms. for high fives and cool toys. Yeah, we have all that stuff. Good night. Peace.